0: good morning and welcome to autism live on the autism network i'm shannon penrod and wishing you happy hanukkah happy holidays happy whatever it is that you're celebrating right now we're thrilled to be here live it is thursday morning it is the second of december and uh we are in the middle of our festival of toys we're going to be talking about toys this morning along with a bunch of other things we are the whole purpose of our show is meant to be informational and inspirational so we want to help you wherever you are on this journey now when i say you i am speaking to the larger autism community first of all uh for those of you who are actually on the spectrum you're you, right? We want to help you to get to the things that you want to get to. But you could also be someone who loves one of those individuals, right? So that's what I mean when I say that larger uh, autism community, those on the spectrum and those who consider themselves allies. We are all different. We all have different needs, wants. uh, We all have different starting places. We all have different resources. I wish that uh the world would recognize that a little bit more that everybody is different and everybody doesn't need the same thing, right? But I also wish that more of the same things were available to more people, right? Because I it's a little unfair. The playing field is not level, let's say that. But uh thrilled to be here with you to talk about how can we make as many things possible happen, right? So that's what we're here for. We do have a live chat going right now. And so if you'd like to write in and Becca Hello. I'm so glad you're here. We continued the conversation after you left yesterday and we're talking, I hope you get a chance to look at it because I think you'd be happy with the conversation we had about stimming. You know, somebody who wrote in and said, how can I make stimming stop? And Dr. Grampy Shea and I both had a conversation about how that's not the goal. Nobody's looking to have stimming stop. In fact, if stimming is helping the person, we want to make room for it right and and she talked about how that's an essential part for all of us but when it, it the only time we want to work on something that comes under the heading of self-stimulatory to have it decrease not get away with you know do away with um the only time we work on it is if it is preventing that individual from being able to do something else that is meaningful to them and in that case we try to meter how much time they're spending on each thing so i'm so glad you're here again becca i know you had to leave before we were done talking about it i was like darn it i think she missed the best part because i think you would have liked that part we're saying hello to amanda and her blue hearts we love that and good afternoon to parker parker i'm so thrilled that you're here with us again this morning so you might be watching us on Facebook. You might be watching us on YouTube. You might be watching us on Twitter or a bunch of, a bunch of other places that Traven will start to cycle through here in a minute. Uh, or you might be watching us when we're not live, when we are in podcast. We are the number one rated autism podcast worldwide. It gives me chills every time I think about it. But that's all due to you guys because you've liked us, you've shared us, you've reviewed us you said, hey, I don't like the way you're saying about that and made us learn and grow because that's really what I'm here for. Those of you who watch the show know that I am not an expert in autism, nor am I pretending to be an expert in autism. I'm a mom. My son was diagnosed at the age of two and a half, and I just love him to pieces. Uh, And he is uh, his own person. Um, But when he was two and a half, they were telling me to give up hope and to forget all the dreams and hopes that I had for him. And, you know, I think that's a part of any parent journey is that you have to let go of who you thought your child was going to be to meet the child that you have. Right. Um, But when somebody tells you that there's, you know, what they're calling a disability, there's an extra. Thing, right? Because you go, oh no, I don't know if I can rise to the challenge. I don't know that I'm prepared. That's really what happens. Um, but you know, we got good help. We got good help and support. And my son is amazing. He was nonverbal at that time, but he is very verbal now. He is a freshman in college, getting ready for his first college finals. Yeah, let's all take a deep breath through that. Yeah and studying screen and television writing. So someday, um, I I hope to be able to say to you, uh, turn on the TV and watch this. My son wrote it. Uh, I have a feeling that that will happen. Jonathan, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're thrilled that you're here. So that's my deal. I'm a a mom who needed to learn things along the way and kept going, why isn't there a place where I can go ask these questions? And why do I have to pay a million dollars before I can get an answer? And where can I go to feel like I'm okay. And he's okay. And we're going to be okay. And that, uh, first turned into a radio show now turned into this show. We've been doing this show for over a decade. Stop. Yes. Over a decade. Uh, my hair went gray in the process. It's all right. It's all, <laughs> it's all good. It happens. Right. Um, but now we're at a crossroads and, uh, we are growing. And I'm really excited about that. So now we are Autism Live on the Autism Network. You will notice that Ask Dr. Doreen is on the Autism Network and we have a new show that's gonna be coming in 2022, a new podcast that's called Stories from the Spectrum that will only feature stories written by, made, shot, edited, produced by individuals who are on the autism spectrum yeah um so I'm really excited about that. Rowena hi from dubai uh so thrilled to have you with us here this morning so you and and we're also hoping to have a couple of more shows uh joining our family uh here um at the autism Network. so stay tuned for that. The autism network website is now up. it is live it's there, and when you go there, you can pick between um now it's not fully done, right, but we want some ideas from you guys about things that you'd like or what's working or what isn't working. Um <clears throat> Parker says he's be willing to be a part of the new new podcast. Uh I'm so happy to hear that Parker. We'll definitely have conversations about that and you'll see that there'll be a lot of information coming out. So, I want to encourage you to go to the Autism Network, start checking it out. There is a uh, I, I believe today there is a place where you can sign up to be a part of our newsletter and hear information. We're going to be having some contests and some things that are coming up that you're going to want to know about. So I encourage everybody to sign up for that. And we will start having more regular um, viewer guides because we used to do that every week. We would send out a view, viewer guide to people. And then in COVID, what, we got busy with other things and got short-staffed. We're about to get some more stuff. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. But uh let's deal with today, right? Because we're talking about things in the future, but let's deal with for today for right now. So definitely check out autismnetwork.com. Now you will notice that autism hyphen live dot com still exists and if you go there what it will do now is it'll start to redirect you to the autism network but you'll still be on the autism live site and it has all the functionality eventually that will change too but too much change all at once hurts my head i don't know about you so in any case uh please participate sharmila namaste to you uh i am happy to see that you're here in california with us too so uh great to have you guys all here this morning now I want to talk a little bit about, uh, the, our toy guide though, because I started to talk about that. I've got some toys that I'm going to be showing you today. I feel like Carol Merrill. Um, we talked about the puppy yesterday. He's great, but his, his, uh, sister or brother, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) we'll, we'll just call it it uh, is, uh, is we're going to talk about educational toys today. And so that's a really fun thing. Uh, plus I think we might be debuting one of our first videos that, um, I don't know, Traven, are we debuting one of those videos? Uh, we shot some toys. I got together with Dr. Grandpuche and her family, and we played with some toys last week. And so we have a video about that, I think uh oh parker says thanks for teaching me about copa i recommended it to an educator friend of mine and she was thrilled about it isn't that wonderful copa.net uh hi macy so thrilled to have you here with us so here's what i want to do i want to get started with um our morning business and we'll take questions but then i also want to talk about some of these educational um toys as well so thrilled that you guys are all here as you know at the start of thursday show we love to do something that we call the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what and the, hey, nanny nanny are the experts talking about? What does this have to do with this? Why do we care? Now, I don't know how we never did this term before, probably because we didn't remember to. Uh, so first, we're gonna give you the actual definition, make a little fun of it, move on to the working definition and try to make sense of it and see why this is important to us, why it should be important to all of us to know what this is. So our term today is working memory. How did we never do this before? Uh, Because this is actually something that's super important to pretty much everything that we're gonna do in our lives and it's something that playing with toys can strengthen. So let's take a look at our actual definition for working memory. Working memory is the short-term maintenance and manipulation of information necessary for performing complex cognitive tasks, such as learning, reasoning, and comprehension. And that's great. And can I tell you that the definition that I didn't put in here, which, because I was like, oh, no, there's just not even there's not enough brain cells on the face of the planet to go through because it went through the different types of working memory and had more jargon names for each of them. And I thought, I'm just not going to do that to them. Uh, so this wasn't, it isn't horrible, except that it doesn't really tell me anything more than actually I I know more about it from working memory than from this definition. It doesn't really help me to know what is it, how do I teach it, how do I, how do I work on this, right? So uh, I, Macy says, love the jargon of the day, it's helping me through undergraduate school. That's fabulous. So I really can't do much with this definition because there's not enough there for me to hang anything on, right? So let's go ahead and go to our work definition, uh, which also is not gonna help me a whole lot but it will help me to get an image in my head. Working memory is like a sticky note for the brain. So if you think about as you go through your life, there's all different kinds of memory, right? And some people have really good memory and and we go, wow, they can remember things from way back when, right? And other people um, can't remember anything right? And there's everything in between. So if you think about all the ways that you use your memory today, like when you need a password, or you, somebody says to you, oh, um, I'm just going to go over to this store in the mall and then let's meet in front of the Orange Julius, right? <laughs> and then, and you're in the middle of doing something and you're like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And then you go, where did we say we would meet? I can't remember. Was it the Orange Julius, right? So working memory is the kind of stuff that, you know, somebody says something to you and you can repeat back it's not the be all end all of memory, but if you don't have good working memory, it's hard to get to the long-term memory stuff. So working memory, it's, I sort of like to think of it as like the clipboard on your computer. You know how if you want to capture something for your computer, like if you go to capture something and it's ginormous. It says, oh, it won't fit on the clipboard. Maybe you have a better computer than I have, but it says, oh, this is pretty big. Are we sure we're going to try to fit it on the clipboard? Or you want to like open a document? Right? Same thing with working memory. If we try to put too much stuff on it, it it'll go mm, shaky ground here. Right. Um, But also, if you take something that, um, because your computer even has sticky notes, if you take and put something on a sticky note on your computer, it means it's not really filed. If you go to look for it three weeks from now, you're not going to know it. Um, So I'm good at very short working memory. Too good, in fact. So that a lot of times I will not do the executive function of putting something in a place where I'm going to need to know it later on. So if I'm having to create a password for an account, I just, I'm like, oh, here's the password. I'll remember it. And if you ask me two minutes later, I can remember this lengthy password, but ask me a week later and Traven will tell you, don't have any idea. None whatsoever. Nor did I write it down and put it someplace, which is bad, right? So but we need working memory, working memory. Um, if you think about it, you know, you get those codes now when you have to do two um, part authentication, which I hate, does anybody else hate that? I hate it, but you know, you're doing something and it sends you a thing on your phone and it's a six number thing. Uh, you know, if you're somebody who's really good at that, can look at that and go boom, 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 boom. Your working memory is probably pretty functional. If you're somebody who's like, oh, I got the first two, oh, it went away. Now I got to find it. You might benefit from brushing up your working memory. Great. So how does this affect individuals who are on the autism spectrum? Well, some people on the autism spectrum have amazing working memory, amazing working memory. And some people on the autism spectrum have amazing long-term memory, but some don't. And can you imagine? So for instance, I know people that have this incredible episodic and um, long-term memory that you can say to them what it is and they can take in their brain and they have the flexibility to go, okay, you know, you were born on this day and this year, that means you were born on a Friday. And then they can—they re- may not remember your name, but every time they see you, they'll go, you were born on a Friday, right? Because they have access to that part of the brain. But if you said to them, I want you to go and pick up your math book, and I want you to sit in chair number two, that might be hard for them. So I think, first of all, it's important to look at what What area of the brain and which type of memory is tripping an individual up, whether it's you, me, somebody we love, what part is hard for you? And then we shore it up. um, There's a great DVD that's out. um, It's called uh, Recovered Journeys Through the Autism Spectrum and Back. You can see a very young Dr. Grand Pichet on it. You can also see a young Vince Redman on it. And it shows four kids who were going through early intensive ABA with Dr. Grand at the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. So you see them when they're about four, five, maybe three, four, and five. And then we get to see them when they were teenagers. And if you look at some of the stuff uh, in our as you can see some of them when they're older now. Um, But what's interesting is that there's three boys and one girl and Vince Redmond is sitting with the girl at a table and she's probably four at that point, Jana. And he's telling her story. And he says, Peter Cottontail was a bunny and he lived at the farm and he liked to eat carrots. And, and so then, you know, this is a, a set of information that he says, and then he says to her, what's the name of the bunny and poor little Jana, she sits there and she, her face scrunches and she's into the story. She's totally, tell me the story about the bunny, but then he asks her, what's the name of the bunny? And she can tell this four precious four-year-old little girl. And she's like, she can't, she can't access it. And you see that there's like a little bit of, um, Oh, it's consternation, but it's also like, it's the beginnings of anxiety that it's like she you can tell that she knows it's supposed to be in there somewhere, but she can't pull up the information and she's not, she's four and she's not happy about it. And he doesn't torture her with it, but he goes, okay, let me tell you the story again. He goes, there's a bunny and the bunny's name is Peter. And Peter has a cottontail and he lives at the farm and he likes carrots. And she's like, okay, okay. All right. And so then he says to her, so what's the name of the bunny? And she just, she can't get it. And the look on her face, it just kills me every time I see it, that it's just like so frustrating. But here's the long and the short of it. They're able to teach her how to do that. There are all kinds of ways to teach working memory. And some of it is just that it's a muscle you know, and like, and you gotta like work on it and you gotta practice and you gotta do things. And some of the games that we feature are games that help that work on working memory, which I absolutely love. Part of uh, what we're gonna talk about today when we talk about educational toys, we'll touch on this, but this is one of the reasons why we, you to include play as a part of what that you're doing, as a part of any program that any child is doing, because play is a safe place in which to succeed and a safe place in which to fail. And if you aren't willing to fail, it's really hard to learn. So I encourage through play that uh, we can build the working memory. Some of the games that we have in the toy guide, we always put a memory game always, always, always have a memory game. Um, Now, some of our kids are whizzes at this and they're better than anybody else in the family and they can find, you know, which cards match and where they are because they're good at spatial memory. That's fantastic. There's no reason not to work on that because if we shore up things that our kids are good at and we work on things where they're having deficit, then we've got a nice mix. Uh, I just want to see that a couple of people wrote some things in uh i just wanted to see no because if they text me a code i can remember it for the 10 seconds to put it in then i don't have to remember the passwords oh i love that haley um but see that is the definition of working memory is that if you can hold on to something for 10 seconds that's your working memory if it's a thing that you have to know for a long period of time then it has to be moved from one part of your brain to the other part where you have to be able to do it. They used to get so frustrated with me because they would show me how to do computer things that I needed to do once a month. And so what I would do is I would go, just tell me what I got to do. And then I would be like, bump, 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 I got done. But then the next month I couldn't remember it because it was in working memory. And so it's like that sticky note and eventually the sticky wears off and it's gone. We need the sticky for some things, but we also then, what I needed to work on is to, to remember that even though my working memory, it's not as good as it used to be either, but when it was good to remember, this is not a working memory thing. This is something I got to know for later on. Uh, makes sense? Okay. So working memory, a really important part of learning, not the be all end all, but important segment of it. And we can work on this through play. So let's move on then to our question of the day. And our question for you today, uh, it's about games. What games do you like to play on your phone? Is uh, is your? And uh, I don't. know, I I'm not sure what we have going on there. I think we got two questions in one. Uh, what games do you like to play on your phone? Is the question I'm going with. So almost everybody's got a smartphone now. What is the game that you like to play on your phone? And it might be that you have more than one that you like to play. I kind of phase through different games. And the whole purpose uh, for me for playing games is supposed to be that it's supposed to calm me down, get me ready to go to sleep, blah, 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 blah. It almost never works out that way. I'm playing a silly game right now on my phone that I find stresses me out the door and around the corner and down the block. Why am I playing it? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it stresses me out. Um, So I need to stop playing that game. But, uh, you know, I wanted over you guys. Oh, Parker says, I love playing civilization six on my switch and I'm an avid monopoly collector, but, uh, but playing chess and uno. So you play chess on your phone. Do you play against other people, Parker, or do you play, um, against the, the computer? I used to play chess all the time on our iPads with my son, but neither one of us are on iPads very much anymore because we're home all the time. Um, But we enjoyed playing chess together. When we used to travel, um, we played chess, but I've never played Uno on the phone. Uh, You have to tell me, Parker, if that's a thing to do. Um, Now, why am I bringing this up? What does this have to do with anything? Part of it is that I want to remind everybody that adults like to play games too. And, and I do think that there is this thing in the autism community. Um, I don't think it's pervasive. I don't think everybody believes this, but I know when I was always good at playing with kids, you could set me down in a room full of kids and I could get them playing a game. And cause I, I love play, right? I, I, obviously it's a thing that I love. And then I had a child on the autism spectrum and the way that I was used to playing was not conducive for him. And it was devastating for me because I thought we're just not going to be able to connect for this, but I had to find a new way and I had to find new directions. Uh, and I had to make room for the fact that it couldn't just be me because he and I have a very specific relationship. And for him, when he was little, um, he didn't like, he didn't like it if we forayed outside of that. So I couldn't be mom who was singing a song. I had to be mom. Um, and I had to make room for that to be okay with that for a while. Uh, It was hard. It hurt my heart. Right. Um, But I had, but I didn't give up on him playing. I kept working with him on play and I had other people work with him on play, which was good. Um, And Parker says, and Parker is correct. Online gaming is good social skills training. You're absolutely right. Um, But I don't want anybody to give up on play because let's remember that part of what comes later on in life, whether you're on the spectrum or not, is a certain amount of anxiety. And if we don't have built in leisure activities and a variety of leisure activities, we're going to find it harder to be the centered person that we want to be. So we all need to be playing to some extent, but here's the asterisk. If all we ever do is play and never do anything else, that is also not good. That can actually create more anxiety, right? So we want a nice, healthy mix uh, for good self-actualization. So let's take a look at our topic for the week. That was our question for the week. Uh, And you can write in and tell us what games are you playing on your phone? But our topic for this week is staying sane during the holidays because it's so easy to get wrapped up, right? It's so easy. I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday who's just been on the go, on the go, on the go. And uh, and I've been doing a little bit myself that we both had to say to each other, okay, let's just pause for a second. Let's look at what we have on the agenda for today and let's edit it. The purpose of holidays is not to stress everybody out and make us feel less than. Can we just all acknowledge that's not the purpose of holidays? Holidays are to celebrate or commemorate a specific thing and different holidays, different things, right? But in modern day social sense, it's also an opportunity for us to vary things up, to change things up, focus a little bit more on humanity and, and getting together with other people or getting together with ourselves in a different way, slowing things down, um, finding time for introspection. Um, it's not just about going, 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 eating, 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 right. It can be a time about play. Jonathan says phone games stress me out, especially web-based they uh, they're hopeless when it comes to play control. And I appreciate that point of view, Jonathan, and I I love it because one of the things we always like to bring up here when we're talking about play is that what is play to you might be work to somebody else or worse, worse than work, it might be something that stresses them out. And we want to take that into consideration when we're talking about how to play with individuals who are on the autism spectrum. We can't come at it with the point of view of, well, I like this, so they must like it. This is really what was wrong with me when I was trying to play with my son. I was saying, well, I've always played with other kids this way. Why can't my kid play this way? My kid could play that way if we went about it in a different way. Uh, Christina, good morning to you. So glad to see you here. Uh, Parker says one game called Crab Game made me rage and curse like a sailor. sailor, So I'm never playing that game again. And so good. I have not stopped playing the game that's stressing me out yet. So good for you that you've done that. Uh, Takes a certain amount of self-regulation to go. This game is not good for me. Um, and it's hard because especially if there's an element of it that you enjoy, I always did a thing with my son that, you know, he loves to play video games like anybody else that is, uh, you know, in that age range, he grew up with video games, loves them. But I would say to him, sometimes he would play a certain game and then afterwards he'd just be surly and, you know, and I would say, oh, well, what you're teaching me right now is that that game's not good for you. So we should limit it. And he'd go, oh no, how would it teach you that I (laughs) I like that game? I was like, then you'd be super nice and super attentive and, uh, you know, do the things that we have scheduled that we already agreed that we were going to do. And, um, so he learned for himself how to self-regulate after playing that game. Otherwise that game was going to go on hiatus. Yeah. Uh, I didn't take the game away. I just said, oh, you're teaching me right now that that game is not good for you, that your mood afterwards is bad. Uh, so anyway, uh, staying sane for the holidays and staying focused on what is and all the things that we have, not the things that we don't have and being mindful about how much do I want to do and not trying to pack too much into one day, you know, sufficient onto the day. Okay. So I want to launch into our educational toys. Uh, and so some of these, uh, we're just going to talk about briefly because you can find them in the toy guide, but, um, or should we show a video first? Uh, Traven, do you want to show one of the videos? Tell me in the chat while I chat here. Um, okay. Not yet. All right. So, um, what we're going to do here, if you look at the toy guide, the toy guide is arranged by sort of age group. So we have the baby toddler age group. We have the preschool, the school age, the tween and teen, the adult, and then the caregiver section, right? So it's kind of by role age range, but I want to tell you it's really slippery because there are things in the adult category that really, could be in the school age category, right? Depending on the game, some of them, that isn't true. So what I'm going to do for you right now is just talk about the six toys that won the educational toy award. Um, So we're going to cover all six categories, um, age ranges, but we're going to talk about um, in each. So let's start with the baby toddler award for educational toy. This is from VTech. It's the sit to stand uh, toy. I don't know what, the, uh, what they call it. the walker, sit, sit to stand Walker. So what's amazing about this. And the reason why it won the award is that this can go from a very young baby. So that leg collapses down and that piece on the front, that's got the phone that all comes off so you can take it in the car. It could be put down on the jungle gym. Um, it teaches numbers. It teaches letters. There's They can play on the little piano. They can pick up the phone. There's things that slide over. So you're working on all the OT things. But then as they progress, because those of you who have had kids, you know that it's like they're babies for this many seconds. And then all of a sudden they're wanting to walk, but they can't quite walk and they need some support. So this goes from those very early baby years for, to- you've got your functional pretend play in there, um, plus all these educational toys, but then it, the, the leg pops out and they can use it to support themselves. And then later on, they can use it either or when they're walking around. So we super duper love this. That's from VTech. It's the st- sit to stand walker. Now, when we get to the preschool category, I've got one here. This is from Leapfrog. You know that I love me some Leapfrog. This is the Leapfrog ABC backpack. And what's great about this, oh, there's so many great things about this that I absolutely love. Um, Looks like a backpack. And later on, our kids are all going to have backpacks when they go to school. So we start with very little toddlers. And it comes with straps that you can put on or not put on. Uh, For little kids, I prefer to not put the straps on, but when they get a little bit older and they want to be putting it over their back, but until then, I like the handle. Um, And it opens up, um, and and what we have here is just leapfrog fabulousness, and you know I love me some leapfrog. Um, So I've got a little board here and a pencil that I can draw on, which is super fabulous, but I love that it comes attached with the string so that I'm not going to lose that. Because if I lose that, this toy is not as much fun. Right. Um, I'm not going to turn it on yet, but you can see that I've got all these letters. Look at this. The letters don't fall out. How much do we love our leapfrog for thinking of that? But the letters will come out. Um, There's just a little notch so that if you move them just a little bit, the letters do come out. And then behind the letter, it has the shape of the letter. It has the color of the letter. And you can see for the H, it has a hippo because one of the things that Leapfrog and all of their research that they do is that they understand how kids' brains work and that if we link things together, which is a key to working memory, if you really want to remember something, if somebody's told you a number, if you link it to something else, that it's easier to remember. So what LeapFrog does is they always link their letters to other things. So um, by the way, all of these letters can come out um, and and I've got all of these different games. And of course I didn't put it back in right. But um, all of these things, uh, uh, these buttons across the top are different games that I can play. So I can um, just talk about the letters, I'm gonna turn it on for a second. Also love on Leapfrog that they have two different volumes. So I can be softer or louder. Um depending on learn about letters with me. Mr. Pencil. See, so he's my main character. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna push the L. And I don't know if you can see on this little screen here, it's showing me things. So it's, it's pairing for me L and Lion. And it's going to do that throughout the games. Now, later on, Let's I can push meet the, meet the Letters. And I'm going to push the L again. Let's introduce the letter yes. Well, oh, L. this, here we go L. Um, Try again. Oh. Find No, it's gonna tell me which one I have to do. So I have to find the S for this one. I was gonna stick them all to L. So I found the S and I pushed down on it and it shows me a snake which is super fun, but it's going to pair the S and the snake together over and over again. The next one is mystery word. I'm going to turn him off for a second. The next one is mystery word where it'll take and spell out a word and it'll ask me to find each one of the letters and it'll give me hints as to which letter and what sound it starts with. But then we get into the um, drawing letters and it shows me on the screen how to draw uppercase letters and how to draw lowercase letters. Um, and then the, I think the most fun thing on this whole thing is this button. Let me turn him back on. Um, and what it does is it shows me how to draw the animal that the letter is associated with. So for instance, let's say, let's do the L for lion and it shows me how to draw it. And so I can draw it here. And then it's going to show me step-by-step step how to draw a lion using the L. So I'm making that now connection with the brain. First, so it says, first draw this. And then if I push any letter, it shows now, me the next that. thing. Okay. Well now, so now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm learning through observation, but, next, draw this. but I'm also making a connection. So now it shows me to draw the ears here. Okay. And, and it doesn't judge me if I'm not good at when this, right? I'm um, so, and it reminds me, it prompts me to press a letter Next, draw this. and just do the whiskers. I've never drawn a lion before. Now, uh, draw the this. nose and the mouth. And now Last I'm going to do one. the draw eyes this. and I've drawn a lion. Um, but I'm going to remember that it's when because the finished, l, la la l- sound lion, cause it's making those connections in my brain and the more connections we make, guess what happens? We move from working memory to, uh, long-term memory. And I'll begin to understand that L and lion go together. So each one of these buttons, if we can translate can for a second, I'm going to turn him off. Um, there's also a song one too. Let me not forget that where, um, you can sing songs about the letters, but what, what it's doing here is, is giving me a basis of understanding letters fully. So not only do I associate that this is an A, I can draw it uppercase, lowercase. I know what the sound is, that it's an A, ah, And I can think of an animal that goes with that sound and I can draw the picture of it. So it's firmly rooted in my brain. You know, I used to teach English and when I was teaching English, there was a really popular thing that we were teaching punctuation and they realized through research that if you're going to teach punctuation, you should physicalize it. So commas, they had to use their right arms to do a comma and quotations. They had to stand up and do different things. And we would punctuate a sentence that way. And the students would have to stand up and kind of do these dance moves with it. And they got it faster because when you link things with other things, it resides longer in the brain. So lovely frog, love this backpack, love what it does and love that you're not gonna lose the letters. I dropped the one, but I'll get it later on, but they do lock in so that I'm not losing the letters when I tip it over. The the pencil has its little carrying case and you can take this in the car and your child can be sitting there. Now, it's got a tablet aspect to it. And by the way, the way we erase this, there's no eraser, you just slide the little thing and kids will love that, making it appear and disappear. Um, so they, this is how big the screen is. So most of it is experiential, which we really, really love, and they're going to learn so much. Um, I honestly, uh, I don't know what we would have done for letters with my son if it hadn't been for leapfrog um, they have, they've really cracked the code on teaching letters to our kids. So super fabulous. It's the Mr. Pencil ABC backpack, really great price point. Uh, it's something that you can give a very small child and that they'll work their way up through kindergarten with this and they'll really enjoy it. It's a great thing to take in the car before you go someplace. I wanna show you the box so that you'll know what to look for. We've got a link to it that you can purchase it, but um, this is the box, LeapFrog. It's just good stuff. LeapFrog knows what they're doing. So that was our educational winner for our preschool category. Now, moving on to our school-aged educational winner was Osmo, which we demonstrated for you guys the other day. I I love everything that Osmo does. And if you've got kids that are school age, I really want to encourage you. There's two different pieces to an Osmo, right? There's the base that goes with whatever tablet or iPad that you're using. So you want to make sure you get the right base, but then it's this system that you can build upon. What do you want your child to learn? What games do you want your child to play that are learning games? And I love that there is an entire math games that are support for school aged kids Um, for math that teach math. Like nobody has ever thought of teaching math in this experiential way. It's the best of the best of the best. Uh, Right. I love that. If you, if you're on Facebook at all right now, uh, Kevin Hart is the spokesperson for Osmo. How much does that tell you? And, and he goes gazongo over everything that they make because it's just, it's fabulous. So So much love for Osmo. And what I encourage you to do is get the base and then go on their website and and toodle around and look at the different games that they have. If you have kids that are needing math support, this is why we gave this the award, their math games. I put the Secrets of the Dragons, but there are so many of their math games right now that are amazing. Uh, so super, super love them, but there are other games as well. If you've got a kiddo who likes to draw, please get an Osmo and get the creativity pack because they can draw what it happens. I showed you guys the other day, there's a camera on top of the iPad and you, you have the paper in front and you can draw a character and then you push a button and it will reflect on the screen and it will animate their character for them. Shut the front door. How much do we love that? So please, please, please check out Osmo. They are definite award winners. Uh, okay, moving on to our tweens and our teens. Once we get into the tweens and teen years, uh we we gotta do a little bit more to keep these kids interested and excited. So Gobidex makes these solar robots. So I want you to take a look there at all those different robots. So this is a kit. That I think is one of those, if you're, if you're like, I don't know if my kid is into robots, I just don't know the price point on this, you're just not going to believe it. It's less than $30. And what you get is a kit that can make all six of these robots. Now, not all at the same time, like in the bottom there, you see the astronaut and the dog, you can make those at the same time, or you can make the space station in the middle or any of the other things. And they move and your child can program them and there's no batteries required because it's solar operated. So it's not an expensive kit, but it is a great first kit for your kiddos to say, okay, let's see, are they interested in programming? Are they interested in robots? Are they interested in this kind of thing? And this is for boys and girls. For those of you who have girls and you're thinking, I don't know, this is an area of tech that is soaring, for women and in particular women on the spectrum. So don't, for those of you who have girls, don't leave your girls out on this toy. It's great. They'll learn how to put these and it teaches flexibility because you can take it from a space station to a dog. That's teaching some flexibility of how these pieces can do different things and they can design for themselves. But then each one of these can be programmed so that they can move. The astronaut and the dog can walk. The space station can spin. It does all kinds of things, all solar operated, great price point. Um, it, you know, If if you want, there are more expensive robots that you can go and get that have a price point that's $80 up to $1,000. Um, but if you're not sure if your kiddo likes it, this is the price point. You're gonna get a big bang for your buck with this toy. It's the Gobi Dex Solar Robots Kit. Love, love, love this set. Uh, that's why it won me a winner. Uh, okay. Movie God for our adults. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, it's, we want to go in an entirely different direction. So this is canoodle genius. And, um, this is not so much trivia or trying to learn something as it is to work on flexibility of thought. So this is a puzzle and it comes with this great carrying case and you see these, these balls. Well, They're all in, it's sort of like Tetris 3D because there is a, a, a book that comes with it, a booklet that comes with it. And they say, solve this puzzle and it'll show the different shapes with the balls. And it says, start here. And then you have to fill it out to make the rest of it. And it really works on flexibility of thinking. And for my friends who love this game, they tell me that it's like this meditative space that they can get into and they solve the puzzle. It's very specific brains that love this, but ooh, a really, really good toy. Again, a great price point. I tried really hard this year not to put in things that were super duper, uh, expensive. Um, and then our last for our caregivers to work on something that's educational for caregivers. I picked our dear friend, Joanne, Laura's book teaching pre-employment skills to 14 to 17 year olds. Now if Joanne was here and Joanne is with us in, in spirit, uh, she would say to us, I didn't want that title, Shannon. I didn't want that title. Um, what she wanted it called was autism works now, which is the subtitle, the autism works now method. Um, so don't be confused. If you have a 22 year old and you're like, eh, it's only for 14 to 17 year olds. Remember that's not what Joanne wanted. Uh, it is filled with all the things that she was teaching kiddos and adults. And it has all of the worksheets included with it. So you're not going to find a better book to help prepare your child. I think to work. Um, I think that part of the reason why the publisher wanted it to say 14 to 17 year olds is because um, people don't realize how early they need to be able to teach their kids. And the publisher said, and they weren't wrong, that this is a great book for teaching anyone to be job ready. So that's why they said it's ideal for people who are 14 to 17. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you have a kid who is bored and that you need to get working before they're 14 on the spectrum, because they're just that advanced, you absolutely could be doing this, right? Um, And if you have a kiddo who's 26 and you didn't have the opportunity to teach these things to absolutely use this book. Um, that's what Joanne would have wanted. It's, it's an amazing, uh, book. And like I said, all of the worksheets, all of the lessons, it's the whole curriculum of what they taught at at autism works now. So, um, that is our caregiver award for educational. So there's the whole category of educational toys, which is not to say that the categories and uh, the, toys in the other categories weren't educational but those are the ones that won the awards for this year uh parker says that he really likes your artwork uh traven traven spent some time did a really good job uh kelly thank you so much for your kind words she said uh our jargon helped with her rbt exam two years ago i love that Uh, and Parker says leapfrog has been there for my mom when I was a preschooler 20 years ago. Yeah. Leapfrog has been doing it and getting it done for a really long time, which is one of the reasons why we just love them. In fact, I still have, I have to take him down. Um, but our toy that we covered yesterday was the speech and learn puppy, speak and learn puppy, uh, Bailey, who we absolutely adore. If you haven't checked on, um, TikTok yet, you should uh, follow Ask Dr. Doreen on TikTok. She did a wonderful review of Bailey and we recorded part of it and we were trying to do something else and her dog, Frankie, came in and lost his mind over Bailey. Uh, It was love, love at first sight, I tell you. It was absolutely hilarious. We had to stop taping. Uh, But Trayvon, uh, does that mean that you're ready to show a video? I heard a beep. I don't know if that's what that meant. Uh, you'll tell me I'm going to keep talking. So, uh, we're going to keep covering toys throughout the month, but the fact of the matter is, is that you guys can find them and read up about them right now on either autism-live.com and click on the toy guide. Then you'll be directed to a screen where you can pick which category you want to look at and you can look at, um, uh, each one of them. Uh, uh, and I encourage you to, if you have a 17 year old, I would tell you to start with probably the adult category, toodle through it and go, does anything here sing to me, then go to the tween and teen. And then I would go to the school age and I would look at all of them before you're done. Uh, because oh, we have a video to show you. So let's take a look. I don't even know which video this is, but I know we filmed with, uh, Dr. Grant Pichet and her, some of all of her kids, all three of her kids. So take a look. Welcome to the Festival of Toys here at Autism Live, now on the Autism Network. We have a lot of toys to show you. And for the first time, I have Dr. Dorian Gramsci joining such so a pleasure but we have some other guests joining us mm-hmm. as well oh it's a well, nightmare of buffering some of the amazing toys that we have featured for you you're going to see that we've done this sort of by section by age but the truth <laughs> the matter is that well we none of us should be uh, forced to watch my face freeze we did, we need some time to buffer uh, let me know if you think we can show it later, uh, Traven. but uh, I'm also noticing, too, I always say whenever they shoot me next to Dr. Grampy Pichet that they should have her stand on a box or something because uh, I think when we're seated, you guys don't notice that she is the, the tiniest of petite people and obviously we recognize that I am not. Um, so I always look gargantuan standing next to her. Uh, but, oh, I make some faces, don't I? But we'll we'll see if we can get that running before the end of this show. But we made a bunch of videos uh, that are really enjoyable. Uh, you know, one of the things about toys is that toys are meant to be shared. And so it was so much fun to have a pile of toys and to be with Dr. Grampy Shea and her three adult children and for us to play games and to see their reaction to the games that I like and the things that they... Um, felt were amazing about them. Uh, so, uh, we'll, and, and we'll be releasing these on our YouTube channel if we don't get through them, uh, today. But, um, throughout the years when we've done this, usually we go to a toy store and we demo the toys. And over the years in the beginning, it would be me and Nancy Allspot Jackson. We would go to toy stores and play and get crazy in in the store. And then, there was a year when Nancy's husband was really sick and she couldn't come with me. And so our producer at the time, Emily Goodwin came with me and we played in the toy store and did that. And then Nancy was back for a couple of years and then she couldn't do it again. And so my husband filled in for a couple of years. And in between that uh, Dr. Grampy youngest daughter came and was our intern. So I said, come on, you'll do the toy uh, visit to the toy store with me. So she did it. And then her older daughter, who had been my very first intern at Autism Live, said, I'm in town and she's now a psychologist. And uh, she said, I'd like to do it. So we did it, I think, two years ago. So last year, I said, this is unfair. We've done it with all of your children, Dr. Grandfuchet, except for your son, Sonny, who is hilarious. Can I just tell you? And a screenwriter. Uh, And uh, so uh, it is... The some of what we did with Sunny last year, uh, Traven just said it's in one of our top uh five live videos because he's he's just hilarious. He has this very dry sense of humor, he's a brilliant screenwriter, just graduated from college. And um, and I so I said to her this year, I was like, you know, it's funny, I've done this part of playing with the toys with each one of your kids, but not with you. Uh, how how, you know, could that possibly be? So we decided that we would do it with the whole family this year. So you'll be able to check it out. It's pretty hilarious. And we didn't talk about what we were going to wear ahead of time, but all of the women, we wore this sort of cranberry maroon uh, red, which was kind of hilarious that we all, we had a Vulcan mind melt, but, um, you know, uh, we'll see. So Traven, I'm guessing that we should not show this today, or do you want to try it again? The internet, the internet uh, uh, one more time. All right, let's try it. Uh, okay. Let's, let's give it a whirl and see if you guys can see it this time. Forgive us, uh, while we see if we can get it running. Here we go. It's gonna work in a lot of different categories. That's right. so you really should look at the whole thing. <laughs> Two different ways to look at the toy guide this year. Go to autismnetwork.com or you can go to Well, I guess not. I guess it's not meant today. Uh, but we, we will have those up and running for you. We'll, we'll make sure that they're coded in a way that, and and then we'll get them on YouTube for you so that you guys can check them out. We wanted you to be able to find the toys a couple of different ways this year, because the toy guide is there. The toy guide is there and you can check it out for yourselves, but sometimes it's more fun. Uh, It's, it's all good, Trevor. Uh, sometimes it's, sometimes you want to search a toy by, you say, okay, I've got a 14 year old and I want to know what's hip and cool and fabulous for a 14 year old. Definitely check out uh, the top toy in each category because it's the hot toy. Uh, what, whatever we have in the, the top toy category. So definitely check those out. Like I can tell you that the top toy for the tweens and teens is that Shishibu. Oh my gosh, Shishibu. Yes. And you will love it and they will love it. Right. Um, so if you, if you're really thinking, okay, well, I've got a 14 year old, how do I look for a 14 year old look first in that category, but what we want to be doing here on the show, um, is focusing on them by award. So if you say to yourself, well, I really want to know what to get somebody that's arts and crafts, we're trying to, like we just did all the educational toys so that you can have a taste of what kind of toy we're talking about there for the different age ranges. So hopefully that works for all of you. I got a couple of minutes left and a couple of important announcements for you. So tomorrow we are back with Nancy Allspot Jackson. And I don't know, is tomorrow events day? I don't I don't have my calendar up in front of me, Traven um let's take a look at the calendar and see I know that tomorrow with Nancy I don't think it is a Vince Day uh, tomorrow with Nancy we're going to be going through the sensory toy winners with Nancy so and we'll do in the news and we'll cover all of that so you'll definitely want to be here for that sensory toys right And then um, each day we're going to be covering at least one toy if not a whole category of toys until we stop for the, um, the end of the year. Um, but I also want to make you aware of two other things. That this Sunday is the, ga- the gala, 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 however you say it, for the Ed Asner Family Center. This is the memorial for the late, great, fabulous, most decorated actor in American history, Ed Asner, um, So it is their gala. They're going to be doing a table read again of It's a Wonderful Life. Jason Sudeikis is going to be reading the lead character. Kathy Bates is playing his mother. Mandy Patinkin is playing his father, Gene Smart, and Josh Mankiewicz are going to be doing the narration. The whole thing is being hosted by Tom Bergeron, and I'm I'm forgetting the all the stars that there are that are going to be a part of this. It's live, you guys. This is not recorded. It's live. The stars will be online. They're going to be interacting with you. You can write in questions. There will be a Q&A at the end. Um, but first, they're going to do a reading of the play. There's two intermissions this year. Uh, I really want to recommend to everyone. They they've discounted the price, so it's tw- it's a recommended donation of $25 per family. Uh, so for $25, you it's at 5 p.m. here Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You set up your living room. If you've got your tree together already, turn it on. It's, it's a lovely evening. You can do it from your phone so that it, it shows it on TV. Or if you have a smart TV, you can just play it directly on the TV. You'll be given a code. Uh, it'll be like an evening with a bunch of celebrities and it's super fun to hear that classic. Uh, but there will be auction opportunities. There will be per- performances during the intermission. You'll also see a short, uh, guest appearance by Dr. Grandpache and I do mean short. Uh, so, cause she's one of the sponsors, but, um, uh, we hope that you will tune in and watch it because it's a benefit for the Ed Asner family center. It, um, has uh, the potential to give scholarships to a lot of people to be able to take the classes and get the counseling and participate at the Ed Asner Center, which I know for a fact is a beautiful, fabulous place. So that's this Sunday on the 5th, get your tickets now so that you're not frogging around with that at the last minute. And and I encourage you to, to set up your living room in such a way that people can you know be eating and doing things and watching in and out um, because it's it's like being at a party so make it a part party atmosphere in your home and uh it's the perfect thing if you've got a little one to sit down and watch but have them playing with their abc mr pencil backpack um perfect thing to do right Uh, So that's happening on Friday. Then later on this month, on December 19th, we're doing our Sensitive Santa event at the Ed Asner Family Center. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you want to stay tuned because we will let you know there are limited space for cars to drive in. This is a drive through and we're going to be giving away all the toys that we've featured here on the show. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, you'll want to sign up for that. It is free um, to do that, but there are limited cars. The sign up is not available yet. That would be later on in the month because it usually sells out in about 24 hours. So, uh, there we go. Anyway, we're totally out of time. I, we're back tomorrow for Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. We're going to take on the sensory toys until then. Give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.